Hello, this is Jackie Mason. Who else would talk like this? You probably say I never did anything for you. I'm going to do something for you now. Buckle up. It's a lot safer that way. Hello, everyone. This is Adam West. Uh, maybe you're thrilled to buy adventures, right, on Batman there? Hmm? My secret true identity, Bruce Wayne, millionaire philanthropist. Anyway, I'm glad to talk to you all and have the privilege of doing the following. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God. Smile, blow me a kiss for this one. 
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience. Very auspicious beginning. Sure, it's a talk show. You know, people phone in and make a beef. Oh, what about? Whatever happens to bug you, that's what you talk about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller, other times he sets him straight. Back on the air live on thehoundnyc.com with me, Chris T, here until 7 p.m. tonight. I wasn't here live last week because I was in Seattle. Spur of the moment trip. I don't usually do things like this. Not anymore. I probably was more spur of the moment back in the day. But it's been a minute. Look at me dropping the hip lingo. TheHoundNYC.com is where you can find The Hound Sundays with The Hound Howl. 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. A new Hound Howl. Coming up this Sunday. Last Sunday, Dick Blackburn in studio guest. And then uh, Crashing the Party with Mark and Miriam. The doo-wop chop shop of the air. Follows The Hound Howl on Sundays. So spur of the moment, man. That could be part of the uh, the rundown for today. The roster. Not the Roscoe. That's different. Roscoe's different. This is the roster. And you can find it on the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash callarialview. Facebook.com slash callarialview where you can interact with this program. Chat message, whatever you'd like. But there's also a phone number, and guess what? It's in Palm Springs. I'm not, but my phone number is 760-I-CALL-AV, 760-422-5528. And that's for the 11 people who are listening. And when I say 11, I'm not joking. I I can actually see how many people are listening. (laughs) I think uh, the most I've had listening here, uh, around 40, I want to say. 40 people. I'll take that. It's fine by me. I don't need hundreds of people listening. I don't need thousands of people listening. I don't need your approbation. Stuff your approbation. I do a damn fine show. If you don't like it, you could lump it. You could take it down the street and dump it. See if I care. (laughs) 
760 I call AV 7604225528 but if the 11 people who are listening can tell 11 people and then those 11 people tell 11 people and so on and so on ooh get those numbers up baby they're going to miss a hell of a fine show those of those of uh the folks out there who aren't listening and you know who you are but those of you who are listening it's, it's like a dozen of us. That makes a dozen of us. That's nice. With me in the mix. Although, you know, this show has a second life as a podcast. Because it replays on Tuesdays here on the houndnyc.com. And then it becomes a podcast Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Available everywhere. I got it on all the friggin' platforms. I'm going to put it on platform shoes. You'll be able to listen to it. But they're going to miss a great show. So I was going to say screw them, but fuck them. How's that? I'm sorry to my janitor friend who may be listening at work. Oh, I lost two listeners with that whole thing. Look at that. So now there's 10 of us listening. Am I listening? Wait, should I count myself? I guess I am listening. I have headphones on. That would seem to indicate that I'm listening. So uh, what's on the roster for tonight? Well, this show is called All the Way from Memphis by Way of Seattle. That part is in parentheses, that last part. Why? Why that title? Well, it's not just because Ian Hunter is in town or Mott the Hoople, but a friend of mine said that's not really Mott the Hoople. It's Ian Hunter and a bunch of other guys. Well... One of those guys happens to be James Mastro, who I actually like. Runs the guitar bar there in uh, Hoboken in Jersey City. I wish he'd put one in Weehawken. Come on up to the Hawk, is what I like to say to people. We're 100 feet above sea level. You know what Hoboken is? It's minus 3 feet below sea level. I know I lived there for almost 13 years, see. But this show isn't about Hoboken or Weehawken or Jersey City. It's about Seattle, which I've been to now three times, most recently last Friday. That's why there was an aerial view replay. It wasn't a replay. It was actually a pre-recorded program with me and my friend Jeff Mashey traipsing around central Jersey looking for Dale Watson and Kinky Friedman. And uh, that's available as a podcast. Again, you can find it on any pod- podcast platform. You got your Google Play, you got your iTunes, you got your Spotify, all that crap. But this show isn't about Central Jersey either, it's about Seattle, Washington. I've been there three times now. I can't remember what year it was the first time I went. I'd have to look that up frankly. But the second time I went was 2010. Me and Sweet T went. And then uh, this past weekend, I flew out on a Friday, flew back on a Monday, and I went out there to celebrate the 80th birthday of a good friend of mine. The Nicastro family is out in Seattle, but Doris Nicastro, very important person in my personal development, 
And uh, my first boss, when I moved to New Jersey, I got a job at a telemarketing company, inbound telemarketing. And telemarketing is really where my so-called radio career began. I was talking to people, especially talking to people down off the ledge. You know, they used to hand me the fires to put out. I was the fireman. I rate customers just about to jump off a ledge because they didn't get their stupid paper from the paper company I worked for, which really could have been the model for Dunder Mifflin as far as I'm concerned. But I started as just a lowly, I think I was employee number 53. Started there low on the ladder, just inbound calls, people ordering paper before the internet. <laughs> Can you imagine a company nowadays not only having its own inbound telemarketing but putting that in the United States somewhere, it it boggles the mind. So this was 19, let's see, this was 1986, uh, and the paper company came later. But the first job I had was in Dumont, New Jersey, at this telemarketing company that took calls for the New York Times and a couple of catalog companies and I don't know. Saks Fifth Avenue, something, whatever. When people wanted to call there and order crap on the phone, that's what you did before you ordered it online. I would answer that phone. And uh, I became friendly with Doris and her family, with Andy and Judy. And I would spend a lot of time at their house there in Warwick, New Jersey, just hanging out, becoming educated, and things I wasn't aware of, really. I, I don't know how aware I was. I wasn't entirely unaware because 1980 is when I graduated high school and 1980 is when the real decline of this country began apace with Ronald Reagan becoming president. The dismantling of the, uh, the middle class in this country. The dismantling of the whole idea of if you work hard and play by the rules, you too can live the American dream. The way they canonized that guy, Ronald Reagan, he really should be shot out of a cannon. It should, it, there shouldn't be any canonization going on with him. You might know that, and maybe I'm preaching to the choir, but what the hell? The listenership for this program right now is about the size of the average choir, so it makes sense that I would preach to them. So... To move the story forward, we're already a quarter of a way through the show. Then the Castros eventually decamped for Seattle. And uh, I think they were out there in either the late 80s or the early 90s. And they went out there in waves. But now they're all out there. And uh, I went out to visit them not long after they all moved out there. And then... As I said, in 2010 with the misses, and now this past weekend, and, and I got to say, it doesn't look like the same city anymore. I mean, it was a sleepy little Mayberry. <laughs> Mayberry with high rises, as Mortal Than a Castro has called it. I believe it was Judy. Uh, I don't know if it could still be called that. It's 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 very high tech out there now, man. It's It's... You know, if you've been there, Amazon, Google, their presence is felt. The whole tech thing. 
I mean, I rode electric bikes around while I was there. There's a couple of electric bike companies. You download the app, you unlock the bike, you ride it around. I didn't see any electric scooters. I don't know about those. I would have tried one, but I did ride the electric bike back and forth all over. I know. World-class transportation system took care of the rest. I mean, I rode the bus, I rode the link, and I lifted around. Didn't need a car. I mean, ordinarily, in years past, you know, you'd go on a visit to some city, and your first thought was, we got to rent a car. It's now my last thought. Rent a car? What? Then I have to park the car. Then I have to pay for parking for the car. Then I have to worry about the car. Then I have to worry about uh, something happening to the car that I'm going to get charged for. I had a conversation one time with some dweeb. I believe it was in Los Angeles behind the car rental desk about uh, a tire, something something to do with a tire on a rental car. I can't remember if the tire kept losing air or what it was. And I swear it was like a 30, 35-minute conversation with this guy to convince him that I hadn't damaged the tire somehow. The number here is 760-I-CALL-AV, 760-422-5528. Tonight on the roster, the Upside Down update, my trip to Seattle. I want to know about the last place you went. And uh, let's talk about Memphis for a little bit, because that's where I head to tomorrow. I got another trip coming up. April, a big month for getting out and going places. And I... Made a pact with myself. I've made many pacts with myself, and some of them I've broken. So, but this one I'm trying to keep. After I lost my job, that I would visit more friends of mine face to face. I would I would spend time in their presence. There's no substitute for that. Facebook is not suitable. Getting on the phone's okay, but really, who wants to get on the phone anymore? End up with brain cancer. So, uh, I've been doing a lot more of that. I've been doing a lot more traveling, whether it means getting in the car, getting on a plane, going to see people, actually see them face to face, actually spend time in their presence. So, I got this idea, I got this wild bug. I was speaking to one of the Nicastros, it might have been Judy. I don't remember. And found out that this 80th birthday was coming up. And I said, you know, that's a pretty special birthday. 80. Like, if you make it to 80, you'd like to think that some slob on the other coast would actually get on a plane and come out and celebrate your birthday. You'd like to think somebody would travel. Say, all right. Tell me about these last 80 years. So I did. I cashed in some miles. I mean, the flight cost me like six bucks after I cashed in my miles. So that was good. And I just had to pay for a hotel. I stayed at a lovely joint called the Belltown Inn there in Belltown, which is halfway between the Pike Place Market and the Space Needle. And now they got a Ferris wheel. Like every city now feels the need to have a fancy Ferris wheel with LED lights on it. $14 to ride that thing. Go around twice, huh? I didn't do it. 
I didn't succumb. I didn't even make it to Pike Place Market this time either. I'd been there, and uh, I wanted to hit the Fremont Flea Market on a Sunday, but didn't make that either. I'd been there. I didn't feel too bad. But downstairs from my hotel, which, you know, again, it was a, it was a pretty good hotel for 100 bucks a night. Kind of, that's good in Seattle, believe me. I looked. I looked far and wide. Tried Airbnb, VRBO, everything. It's now an expensive place, not just to live, but to visit. But 100 bucks a night, I got a little kitchenette with a fridge and a sink and a microwave. I recorded some audio while I was there. I got some audio for you during the show. And then uh, just before the show, this is why I love doing this. When it goes well, it's just moments before the show. 10 minutes, 12 minutes before the show. I went looking for an air check from 1994, from April 8th, 1994. Andy reminded me about it while I was out there. Because it turns out the day I went out there, Friday, April 5th, was the 25th anniversary of Kurt Cobain's suicide. And we decided to go down to this little park right next to the house where he blew his brains out. It was actually in a greenhouse, and Courtney had it torn down. But uh, there's a little park there, Veneta Park, where there's a bench... And on that bench, people leave messages to Kurt Cobain. And uh, so we went to Veretta Park to see if anyone was hanging out because I had this theory. After we had the 80th birthday get-together, and boy, was it a surprise. My plan went perfectly because I said to daughter Judy, I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call you because if I call Dora, she's not going to pick up the phone, right? Because you're all out getting birthday dinner so she'll let it go into the voicemail but I'll call you and I'll have you hand the phone to her and I'll be saying happy birthday to her while I'm walking into the restaurant which is what we did and it went perfectly there's video of it I'll put it in my next newsletter if you want to sign up for the newsletter just let me know message me at facebook.com slash call aerial view uh, so then we had dinner. We ate some Dairy Queen cake. I had tickets to go to the opening of the Prince exhibit at the Museum of Pop Culture, which used to be the Experience Museum, I think, last time I was in Seattle. That's the museum that Paul Allen started to house all of his Jimi Hendrix collection with the uh, exterior by Frank Gehry. So they, ha- they were doing a Prince exhibit, and I got tickets online. They were cheap. And you were supposed to dress in purple, which I didn't. I packed very lightly for this trip. I love packing lightly. So uh, the exhibit wasn't much, really. It was a lot of photographs with a few artifacts thrown in. And then they were serving drinks like the Purple Rain, which I made the mistake of getting, which was blue curacao and pineapple juice and something else in there. I, I don't even know. Vodka? It, it was purple. But it, it, it tasted horrible. So we had a... Andy and I had a couple of desultory cocktails. <laughs> and we got the hell out of there. And um, But on the way there, we had I said, Hey, man, let's stop at uh, 
Let's stop. Raj, what is it? I'm doing a show here, Roger. Roger, the cat engineer, has uh, wandered into test levels. Raj, come here. Come here. What is it? I'm doing a show. What? Come here. Come here. What is it? I'm doing a show. Stop crying. Oh, my God, Roger. Roger's rubbing himself on the microphone as we speak. All right. Raj, go over here, and then maybe you'll stop crying. Yeah? All right. He'll go back to crying. It's fine. So we stopped at Veretta Park. We got some audio of people hanging around, uh, communing with the spirit of Kurt Cobain. And uh, I have that audio for you now. And then we're going to go back to 1994. I queued up the moment from this aerial view air check from 1994 when I called Andy to find out if the uh, if it was true. Because in 94, you know, the news didn't fly around the way it does now, and we were getting word on the West Coast, uh, from the West Coast, I should say, that, that a Kurt Cobain had blown his brains out. There was no Facebook to share that information on. There was no notifications popping up on your phone. There was none of that going on. So I called the person I knew who lived in Seattle. Now, keep in mind, they didn't know that uh, it had happened on April 5th. I mean, back then, we didn't know because he wasn't discovered for a day or two. But uh, once they did the whole, whatever they did, did they do an autopsy? I don't even know. They determined that he had been there a couple of days after having blown his brains out. Found by an electrician. I wonder if that guy ever went into another line of work. You know, all right. This question, once again, this show... Raising more questions than it answers. This is Aerial View. I am Chris T. on thehoundnyc.com. This show replays Tuesdays at seven at 6 p.m. At 7 p.m. it becomes a podcast available everywhere. And The Hound NYC is also where you find The Hound Howl on Sundays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern, and Crash in the Party, the doo-wop chop shop of the year with Mark and Miriam. So let's go to... Uh, what is it, Veretta Park? Veretta Park. And here's my brief interview with a couple of kids who were standing around moaning, not moaning, missing Kurt Cobain is what I should say. So here's me and Andy. So let's do a little audio verite. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Yeah, do your thing. I'll be quiet. You're the one that's gonna take some pictures. Okay, I can do some pictures. Right All right. Hey, it's me, Chris T, here with uh, Aerial View, and we've just arrived at the park. Uh, what's this park called? Vanessa Park. V-I-N-E-S-S-A on the 25th anniversary of the death of Kurt Cobain. And uh, we're right next door to the house where he took his life. And there's a bench here that's become a memorial to him. And there is uh, easily a dozen people here 
who have come to pay their respects. They've come from all over, it looks like. And across the street, there's a guy with a, a camera. Looks like he's part of a news crew. Maybe he's waiting to do a live thing. Six. Do you mind if I ask a question? I do a podcast. Okay. And uh, I realized I had come into town for my friend's mother's 80th birthday, and then I realized today is the 25th anniversary. Right. So I said to my friend, let's go over there and see what's going on. Right. So what brought you guys here? What Do you come here often, or is this a 25th anniversary thing for you? Um, I, um, I came for the first time last year. I'm from Orlando, and I came with my mom because I finally had the funds to be able to come to Seattle. And I wanted to come here for so long, and it just it had a really profound effect on me. And I'm moving to Olympia in August now because of, because of Kurt. Not only for that reason, but it was kind of like I found my home because of him. And since we're moving here, we had to get, you know, ducks in a row with kind of school and real estate. And I knew it was going to be the 25th anniversary. So this time I'm coming, it's pretty much for the 25th anniversary. I just wanted to pay my respects. Well, I knew I had a reason to be in town. <laughs> How do you feel about it being 25 years? I mean, he would have been 52 years old, I think, right? I think, I think it's crazy that it's such a long-reaching and profound sort of thing because, you know, I'm only 21 years old. I wasn't even alive when he was alive. And I was brought up on Nirvana and Foo Fighters and music like that. And I, I had a pretty rough childhood and I ended up diving into the life of him and I found out that we had a lot of similarities and not only is the music so important to me especially you know with like teen angst and stuff I was going through it made me feel understood but it um it kind of showed me that because I'm a musician and it showed me that someone who came from the same sort of circumstance as me could still succeed and you know make their dreams come true with like music or art and um you know also it sort of served as a cautionary tale for other reasons you know because it's been 25 years to the day and there's not a day that goes by where someone doesn't miss him. So it really kind of opens your eyes to people's, every individual has an important place in the world and you know, he sort of opened my eyes to that. So what is your name? Haley Tennant. And do you have a band now or are you actually? I don't, I'm trying, I've been. <laughs> Maybe start when you move to Olympia? <laughs> Part of the reason, yeah. It yeah. seems much more community oriented. It and is. a lot of I toured Evergreen yesterday, and there's just all these kids that I would have died to have one friend like that. In, in Orlando. In Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> Not much of a punk rock scene in Orlando. Oh God, no. I'm from a small town. It's Oviedo. It's, I guess you could compare it to Aberdeen. It's been gentrified a lot in the past five years, but growing up there wasn't there wasn't a single thing to do. We had to go to Orlando if we wanted to do anything, and you know we couldn't drive, so we just walked around and listened to music and learned how to play instruments and stuff and I haven't found anybody with the same sort of vision as me but I'm hoping I find that soon because music's really important to me and I keep you know I'm in college right now I'm actively pursuing my film degree but that's because <laughs> I'm still trying to pursue music so that's sort of yeah. like my backup plan but it's still really my passion in life is to do music so I'm hoping things work out eventually thanks for talking to me appreciate Thank it you. did you want to add anything at all uh, or I don't know, I just always, well, I, I grew up with Kurt, 
so I'm an older millennial, so I actually mm. remember Kurt being on MTV, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember the, the day that he died, just walking around my house, kind of like in a daze, I didn't know what to do. And then the next day, uh, we went to breakfast with my dad at Denny's. I remember going, and back in the day, in the 90s, I used to get, you know, your paper out of one of those, you know, compartments. You'd put in, like, probably 25 cents back then mm-hmm. and get his paper. I still have it today. It's a picture of him over there and uh, dead in, in that house. And, uh, it, it's, it's, yeah, I just love Kurt forever. And it's uh, like, kind of like her. It was when you're a teenager and you're listening to it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It speaks to you. Yeah. Kind of like um, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yeah. Jimi yeah. Hendrix did the same thing. Who was also from here, of course. Yeah. What's your name? My name is Jared Batchelor. Thank you for talking to me, Jared. Appreciate it. In the northwest state of Washington, in the land of Puget Sound, where the city of Seattle will be known the world around. There's a wonder in the making, and when the work is done, you'll get a hearty welcome from Century 21. While the big eyes slowly turning, in the needle way up high, while her torch is brightly burning, lighting up Seattle's sky. West, I'll meet you in Seattle. That's where the hearts are lightest. That's where the lights are brightest. Seattle. Chris T here on Aerial View. On thehoundnyc.com until 7 p.m. And then uh, the show replays Tuesday at 6 p.m. And then becomes a podcast available everywhere. Don't forget the hound howl. On Sundays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern, and then crashing the party, do up Chop Shop of the Year with Mark and Miriam at 7 p.m. on Sunday. That was some audio recorded last Friday, right around now, but Seattle time. At uh, And boy, did I keep getting the name of this park wrong. On that tape, I said Vanessa Park. It's, <laughs> it's not... It's Veretta, V-I-R-E-T-T-A. I mean, I even started the show calling it Veneta Park. I got a mental block about the name of this park. But it was typical Seattle weather. It was drizzly. wasn't really that cold. Just wet. Doris once said about Seattle that the only way you could be wetter is to be underwater. So uh, it leads to a lot of allergies, you know, because the mold grows. And Oh, yeah, maybe that's what she said. The only way you can grow more mold is underwater. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, I had gone out there. And I wish I could remember when, but it might have been prior to this. This is some tape that I found mere moments before the program tonight. About... Uh, 12 minutes to spare I managed to haul this out and I'm glad I have my cassette deck all hooked up and ready to go and I'm glad that uh, I know a thing or two about how to hook 
crap up because I was able to quickly hook it up. It's not really intended for this, folks. But I hooked it up through my solid-state recorder and uh, directly into my little mixing console here. So I'm going to hit play. And I queued it up. Hello, welcome yep. to the air. Um, Andy? Yes. We're, we're on live on WFMU on, on my program, Aerial View, which you are well aware of. Yes, I am. Uh, I want to tell my listeners who we're speaking to. We're speaking to the only resident of Seattle that I know. Uh, and I guess you could, you could probably figure out why it is I'm calling. Uh, it's about Seattle. It's about, it's about Seattle and specifically one of Seattle's famous sons. <laughs> now, now, without me telling you, what am I talking about? Because we've we've we heard something out here, and, and on the East Coast, and I'm trying to I'm trying to determine if it's true or a hoax. Okay. Now, uh, what is what is it you think I'm talking about? About one of Seattle's sons. Yes. Uh, something about Bill Gates, maybe. Bill Gates is he dead too? <laughs> Bill Gates of Microsoft. Let's hope so. No. Okay, so, okay, so somebody from Seattle died. That's that's what the news out here is. All the news it's in, oh. uh, it's being announced everywhere that a certain uh, Seattle son is dead. Kurt Cobain, if that's the correct uh, pronunciation of his last name. Yes. Nirvana? Yes. Okay. Oh, the rumor is he's dead. Yes. Well, let me ch hold on. Let me just put on my TV here. You mean to tell me you're sitting in Seattle and you don't know if this is true or not? <laughs> well, when did I'm, he die? I'm calling you for confirmation, <laughs> and you don't know if it's true. No, I don't. He, uh, <laughs> You are so out of it. I am. You. <laughs> I, I. Well. Well. Okay. When did he allegedly die? Was it? Oh, I think it was like supposed to be yesterday or today or something. I guess. I don't, huh. I'm not really sure. Well, I didn't. I did. I didn't see anything about it. And this, you know, there's nothing in the, in any of the papers today. Yeah, because I did go out, and you know, they have those little kiosks that sell newspapers. There was nothing in the paper about it today in not, Seattle. Not that I saw. Not nothing in the editions, but those are morning editions. Okay, you know? now uh, let's see if there's anything on the local news. Turn on the news. Okay, wait. Yeah, wait. Hold on. Okay, yeah, I got the news on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, in case you just tuned in, this is Chris T. on WFMU. Up Solid College Orange, we are speaking with uh, Andy, my friend out in Seattle. And one of the few people that I know in Seattle, actually. Uh, so we're trying to confirm the rumor of uh, Kurt Cobain's death by uh, shotgun blast. By shotgun blast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> by, yes, by shotgun blast. Okay, let's see. Hold so, uh, so hopefully, Andy, you could help us with that, but something tells me you can't. Well, actually, what I'm doing now is I'm checking here on my radio. All right, well, turn the radio up so that we can hear it, too. Let's see. Hold on. And uh, maybe we'll have to call one of our sister stations in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That'd be uh, KCMU, I believe. KCMU. Well, tune it in and let's see what they're saying. Okay, that's what I'm. I'm aiming for them, even though they're pretty bad now. Andy, we're yeah. Make it more exciting. We're on radio. <laughs> I know. I'm trying people to make can, it more exciting. People can't see what you're doing. Yeah, you, you I, have to I'm, jazz I'm, it up a bit. Okay. Well, I'm flipping. Ra I'm flipping through my dial here. Frantically. Yeah, frantically looking for it. How come I can't hear your radio? Okay. Here I go. Here's a station. Now. I I don't think that I I don't think I think this rumor is is unfounded, Chris. Because I remember when Kurt went into his 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 coma. 
uh, briefly. Yes. A while back. Yes. That was on the front page of all the newspapers. Okay. Rapidly. Okay. You know, like the next day. If he was dead, I think it would have been... you think it'd be all over town, wouldn't it? Yeah, okay, like this. Okay, here's, you know, 107. That's a local radio station. Okay, I'm going to the uh, listener-supported one here. And they, they're not playing it. And wow. Of Nirvana. You know what I mean? I mean this yeah, you would think that that's all they'd be talking about, right? Exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, come on. It's nothing. Let's see, 91 points. Hang on, we got another caller here. Hello, welcome yes. to the air. I just saw it on Channel 2, a report about it. He did shoot himself. He did? Yeah. Oh, my God. How come they're not talking about it in Seattle? found a suicide note. How come, sir, how come they're not talking about it in Seattle? This is the New York news. <laughs> well, <laughs> why? The news in New York than in Seattle. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't they be talking about it in Seattle? Because that's how far behind the time Seattle is, Chris. <laughs> okay. There's <laughs> a three-hour time difference. Oh, okay, so you mean they'll find out about it at 6 o'clock. No, probably a couple of years from now. Yeah. Goodbye. (laughs) All right, well, goodbye. Uh, I'm still waiting for confirmation out of Seattle until I hear it, uh, you know, talked about in Seattle. I'm not going to, I don't think it's true. I I think it's a hoax. Actually, um, I would suggest try KCMU. They might know, but they're pretty much out of touch. And none of the stations, I just checked, none of them are, are playing Nirvana. Okay, if CBS News in New York is going with it, yes, okay? or, or if the New York stations are going with it, announcing it publicly, I would say that they got the confirmation. It's mm. Seattle is such a weird little town. Well, look, Seattle would be a buzz right now. No, not really. Oh, please. Nuh-uh. Let no. me just answer this call. Hang on a minute. Hello, sure. welcome to the air. CNN just ended the report. He's yeah. dead. We got another call here. Hello, welcome to the air. He is dead. Yeah. I'm, I'm flipping through every TV station here. There's nothing. There's nothing in Seattle. Nothing. You, nothing. Let's just ask this where is... you are in Seattle right now. Where are you, Andy? Where am I? I am in the University District. I'm one okay. block away. University District of Seattle, and you're scanning through the radio stations and the TV stations. That's right. And there's no mention of this. There's no mention of it. Nothing. Okay. Yet it's been mentioned on CNN. It's been mentioned on the CBS radio station and TV station here in the New York area. But my friend Andy out in Seattle says there's no mention of this in Seattle. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello, Chris. Yes. I just heard a uh, press release from President Geffen Records. Mm. That he's dead. The president of Geffen Records is dead? No, he announced that Kurt died. Where did you hear this? Um, the new rock station. Um, the rock station at 104.3. They played at our tribute. Kurt, about 5.45, they announced that the president of Geffen Records uh-huh. um, publicly stated that Kurt is dead. But why don't you call some record stores in Seattle? Okay. I, I, I still have Andy on the phone here. Hello, welcome to the air. Hey, uh, my, uh, my girlfriend works for Gold Mountain Entertainment, which manages Nirvana. Yes. He is dead. Uh, really? He is definitely Your dead. Your girlfriend works for what company? Gold Mountain Entertainment. Gold Mountain Entertainment. Which is their management company. Okay. And she says that he is indeed no longer with us, dead, no yeah, longer living. Yeah, he called like early this morning. Hmm. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly, then it would not be in the papers. Uh, no, not, definitely not the West Coast papers. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't it be in the West Coast, on the West Coast? 
Why wouldn't they be talking about it on the West Coast? Oh, oh too early. Too early. Yeah, too early. early. Yeah, and then it would make it to the East Coast this afternoon, but none of the state... Hey, Andy, maybe I'm breaking the story. Maybe you should be calling <laughs> the radio stations been. in Seattle Just telling people that he's dead. Yeah, I, I <laughs> Maybe we heard about it first. <laughs> wouldn't that be strange? I, I, I'll give you positive confirmation there. Okay. okay. We'll see if he can go find the body. Thanks for calling, sir. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, hi, um... Two things i got to say. I heard Scott Muni talking about it this afternoon. Not I don't that, care. Not that that makes it any better or any worse. And the second thing is, I, I've been in the music business like 25, 30 years. And, um, I, I'm sorry somebody dies, but maybe this will keep more knuckleheads from taking heroin. I mean, it's stupid. Okay, well, thanks. Thanks for calling. Uh, we got another call here. Hello, welcome to the air. I don't know if this is legal or not, but... This is live on MTV. Kurt loading his pants is doing a broadcast right now. Okay, let's hear it. Or we do it the best way. Title across the bottom of the screen reads: "Jesus wants me for a sunbeam," and they're being really somber. But now it's just performance. They're not saying anything else. I don't know. If you oh, they're replaying the unplugged thing. You know, there's members of the there's members of the WFMU staff in the background. You could see them. Really? Yes. They're not pointing them out on the air, though. Oh, they're well, they wouldn't. Have, like, but electric I happen to know that over their heads that Ken Friedman was in the audience as well as some other staff members. I'd be more interested WFMU. in that than actually hearing the band play. Well, you could look for them. You'll I'm, see them I'm all sitting in a row. Okay, right, but right. listen, so they, so Kurt Lode said that, that uh, indeed the story is true, the rumors are true that, that Kurt was, Cobain is dead. Those were the last uh, words. What if it was Kurt Cobain? That is a, yeah, boy, I'll tell you. It's a great piece of tape as far as I'm concerned. I got to listen to that whole thing when I get a chance. I'm not going to sit here and play it all. But that was 1994, April 8th of 1994. A show called Kurt, We Hardly Knew Ye. And me breaking the news to my friend Andy in Seattle. <laughs> it's like here, here I'm thinking I'm calling him to have it confirmed. And instead, he hasn't heard anything about it and thinks it's a hoax. <sighs> it was not a hoax. Although some people think there was a conspiracy. Maybe you think so, too. we got about 12 minutes left in the program. The number here again is 760-I-CALL-AV. That's in Palm Springs. My phone number is there, but I am not. 760-422-5528. This is a live aerial view. It's been a minute. And uh, next Friday, there will be another live one. And I'll have lots of audio gathered on a trip to Memphis tomorrow morning early, 6 a.m. Climb into a car with my friend Jim. We drive to Wilmington, North Carolina, and stay overnight and then drive to Memphis. And then uh, his band is recording at Sun Studios. Mark Sinis and the 825s headed for a date with Destiny. Or Pro Tools, I don't know. I think they're going to get the Sun Studios going to be like, what happened to the three-head Ampex deck? What happened to the linear power board? Where's all that stuff that Sam Phillips put in here? 
milkshake. I drink it up. Uh, it's been a while since I've been to Memphis. Jeez, 1994. Why did everything happen in 1994? I got to go back and read my journals from that year. What was going on with 1994? That's how long it's been since I've been in Memphis. First time would have been 87 on a trip to New Orleans. A road trip with a stop in Memphis. And then we did it again in 94. It was a different person, but I did it again, I should say. And uh, so I have no idea what to expect from Memphis 2019. But, you know, I didn't even get to the roster. Sometimes your plans don't go the way you think they're going to go. As planned, I should say. That's being redundant, though, right? So I was going to talk about the Upside Down update. Well, you know, what is there to say about that? I'm going to take this call, though. Hello. Welcome to the air. Hi, Chris. Hi. Who am I speaking with? This is Phil in Portland. Hey, Phil. I was thinking I about driving the two hours and 50 minutes by. to see you. Yeah, well, you know, Phil, I, I had a packed weekend, man. Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, and then fly out Monday. So, But, you know, I am talking to the missus to sweet tea about our next trip out there, and I suggested yeah. we should fly into Seattle, spend a day or two, and then drive down to Portland. Yeah, because so, you haven't been here, have you? Never been to Portland. Have friends in Portland, never been, would love to go. Yeah. And uh, yeah. how would you say it's different from Seattle? It's, it's, um, it's more of a small town feel. It's, I think it's friendlier. It's cleaner. The weather is better. But it doesn't, I don't think it has as many choices, as much activity as Seattle does, even though it's still a lot of stuff going on. Does it have as many freaks? Everyone waving their freak flag? Phil, uh, it depends on where you are. I mean, if you, if you, the, the closer you get to the heart of the city, the more you'll find that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm on the outskirts, and it's more like the suburbs. It's it's like Montclair, New Jersey, you know. Okay. Um, but you go to the center, and you see more beards, more tattoos, more piercings. Yes, <laughs> that's the way it is. Now, uh, let me ask you this question: What about the housing prices in Seattle? They're through the roof. They're insane. A lot of homeless, well, and uh, I had a homeless person call me a motherfucker while I was out there because I locked up my electric bike. He came over as I was trying to lock it up outside my hotel, and he said, don't lock it up. And I said, I got to lock it up, but they keep charging me. He's like, no, just end the ride on your phone. Like this guy knew, right? He's, uh, you know, And he wanted to obviously ride my rental bike around all day, my electric rental bike. And, I, and there was a flaw in his logic, which I was trying to explain as I was locking it up. I said, if I don't plug this lock in, it, it won't let me end the ride. I can't do that. So I locked well, it up, and then he called me a motherfucker. Will they do yeah, that in well, Portland? Uh, I doubt it. Okay. I, I honestly doubt it. I haven't seen that kind of behavior. All right. So let me ask, uh, the median housing yeah. prices as compared to Seattle, cheaper, I would bet, right? I... Have no idea. Uh, I just moved from Phil. The- look it up. I moved from this. I moved. From- you look it up. I no. moved from the San Francisco Bay Area, where the you know I looked at the house and it's like it was like one third of what it would have been there. So we moved instantly. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I don't know I would, what it is. I definitely to- want to spend more time on the West Coast. I re- I really enjoyed my time in Seattle. It's a 
You know, it's a very verdant place, all that rain. You know, you drive through those tall pines and, you know, I made it out to Whidbey Island at one point, took the ferry across. There's just scenic splendor everywhere. It's a lovely looking place. What about Portland? Good looking town? Definitely. All right. Uh, Yeah, it's got its grungy areas, but there's so many trees, rolling hills. The ocean's not too far. Well, listen, if I show up out there sometime this summer, you better make time for me. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right. It's going to be awkward, but we can't we can't pass it by. Phil, what did you think of that ancient tape from 1994 of me calling and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Now, one thing I was wondering, did you add the music in the background just tonight? No, that was from uh, was back there. then. Yeah. It was great. It yeah. was really great. I, I think uh, I, I think what I'm going to do because I've been toying with the idea of creating an aerial view archive podcast. And uh, there are a lot of aerial view shows that never made it to the archive on WFMU's website. And I don't even know if anything is there earlier than 2002, frankly. So right. uh, what I'd like to do is start putting some of these out on days when I'm not replaying this show or not releasing this show. Would you listen to mm-hmm. that if there was a podcast with an old uh, aerial view show on it, Phil? Absolutely. You're, you're I listen every time, every time you're on. All right. Thank you for that. Every Phil. time the show comes on. Now, Phil, I'm, looking f- Go ahead. You yeah. were saying? No, no. No, I'm sorry. You, these cell phones still don't work. We're, right. still, we're still delayed. That's why it's so annoying to talk to everyone. No, Phil, I was at Phil formerly of Belleville, now of Portland. I was going to ask, what about yes. Memphis? The last time you went to Memphis, what do you recall? <laughs> I think I drove through Memphis once about 25 years ago. Really? That's it? I have no... You didn't yeah. even stop to go to Graceland or anything. Wait a minute. What's the other? What's the other city in in Tennessee? Tennessee? Oh, there's only one other city. Yeah, there's only one other. Memphis and there's Nashville. Probably is what you're Nashville. thinking. Nashville. No. Right. Okay. So I, I definitely I went through Memphis then. Yeah. Not Nashville. Didn't go through Nashville. Went All right. Memphis was not interested in Elvis. Still not that interested. So we didn't make it. All right, Phil. Then thanks for nothing. I'll say goodbye. Appreciate the call. All right. Bye. Uh, the show's almost over. But as mentioned, I will be back again uh, next Friday with another live program and uh, lots of audio gathered on the trip to Memphis and in Memphis. Hopefully. You can call anytime. 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV. Leave a message for play on the air. You can find uh, this show on the houndnyc.com, where you could also hear a new hound howl every Sunday, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. The Hound Howl fouled by Crashing the Party. At 5 p.m., Mark and Miriam in the doo-wop chop shop of the air. You can find me online at facebook.com slash call aerial view. And you can interact with the program there. You could also request a newsletter be sent to you via email. 
Facebook.com slash call aerial view. I'll see you next Friday. on the houndnyc.com every Friday 6 p.m. Eastern Time replays Tuesday at 6 p.m. then becomes a podcast available wherever you find podcasts the hound howl new every Sunday 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern followed by uh, Mark and Miriam with crashing the party do up chop shop of the air and if you miss that I feel sorry for you if you miss any of the shows I feel sorry for you and uh, my friendship tour continues. I'm actually taking a trip with a friend. A road trip down to Memphis and back. I'll come back uh, with lots of uh, tape, as they still call it. For some unknown reason. We don't have a better word. That's probably why. Jackie Mason reminding you to take your belongings. You don't have to take them, but if you want to, it's up to you. By the way, ask for a receipt. Take it. Ask them. Don't be ashamed. Train that lighting. Please stay behind the one
stop to 12.